All right, Ian. I am genuinely I'm excited. excited yeah, this. I'm like really excited to talk not, about. I watched it last night and then finished it this morning. Okay. And it's, it's not in the same category as Interstellar. Like no, no, it's, that's not, yeah. That's not. But there are some <clears throat> cringe, awful, yeah. like what the hell are you thinking? Parts of this movie that I think are just gonna be fun to talk about. Like I, okay, yeah, way, I, like, we I can want to hear talk yeah, about yeah, Jurassic yeah, Park, like. Yeah. I think there's just some fun, like <laughs> what the hell is really going on here moments. So it might make Ian cry. I hope not, but I'm we'll ready. see. There's I'm only ready. one way to find out. Welcome to this week's episode of For the Love of the Frame. My name's Tim, and sitting here to my left is our podcast version of The Dangerous Dillard. Ian. <laughs> I was hoping that you would say that. <laughs> I challenge the, the Cobra City something to the welterweight championship of the world. <laughs> it's just, it was low-hanging fruit, but sometimes you got to yeah. pick that low-hanging fruit. <laughs> also with us is the podcast... Uh, Scrap Iron Dupree. Oh, I like that. Aaron. I like the name of the gym, the Hit Pit. Yeah. Yes. That's a good. I would definitely go to the Hit, hit Pit. pit. Yes. Yeah. I was like, that's one of the better, like, made up just names of anything I've seen in a movie. Like, yes. The, the Hit Pit was a hit. <laughs> we are here, in case you can't tell already, uh, we're discussing the 20, 2004 film Million Dollar Baby. And this is. Uh, in some ways, a long time coming. Um, this has been a topic of much discussion in our little informal uh, everyday life since Ian's infamous best of 2021. Yeah, can, I just, can I just explain please, it? Please, please, please yeah. explain it. So yes. It we was need the backstory. It was the best of, well, okay, I kept a list of all the movies that I watched in 2021. And I ranked all the movies that I had seen for the first time in 2021. So they weren't necessarily movies that were made in 2021, just movies that I had watched for the first time. And I, it was only actually about half of them because I started doing this halfway through the year and forgot <laughs> How long a lot the of the list? other ones. It was pretty it was, long. Yeah. I think uh, I think there was like 25-ish. Well, you ranked 20 to 10, 25. right? I, no, no, no. I ranked, ranked all, all of them, them okay. but then I wrote a little recap, I think for the very worst one and for the top three. Um, but this got not quite top three, but I put it top four. It was, it was my fourth movie of the year. <laughs> yes. And I had a very strong reaction. I had a very strong reaction, <laughs> yeah. but I do have to preface it was, it wasn't necessarily, this is like a Roger Ebert sort of rating system. It wasn't necessarily what I thought was technically the best films. They were just the ones that struck me the most. Why are you trying to bring me. Robert Ebert into this? Yeah. I'm just drawing comparisons. I'm just thing? drawing comparisons where I see comparisons. Why would you do that I mean, to him? If I see a comparison between me and Roger, well, I mean, he well, also, I will say, he loves this movie. Roger <laughs> Ebert really, really likes Million Dollar Baby. I read his review read of it. it. <laughs> yeah, he does really like it. And I don't always agree with him, but uh, on this one, I was He's like, He's definitely yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, on this one. 
<laughs> Just so we know, what were what was your what were your top three? This was the slotted number four. Yeah, so top three. Um, I'll go. Actually, I don't remember. I remember the top one. I don't remember the order of number two and three. I think it was number three was the two popes. I really enjoyed that movie. Um, number two was King of Kong, which is a documentary. Yeah, and the number one was Melancholia by Van Trier. Yeah, yeah. Lars Van Trier. Lars Van Trier, yeah. So, and this is, uh, I'm going a memory. So the Million Dollar Baby slotted at number four. And there was a movie that was like five or six <laughs> that I was like outraged that Million Dollar Baby don't was Don't worry. Which I one have was it, it saved. I have it saved. I don't know, but I can go look and like- This spawned about four months of abuse yeah. for me. Oh, it's still going on. It's still going on. It was like consistent. And now it's more intermittent. It's still there. <laughs> it still pops up. Uh, it still pops up. Let's see. 2021 movies. Here we go. And the fact that you put it you on gotta click through. Oh, so the two bottom ones, actually the, the bottom movie was the matrix resurrections. <laughs> <laughs> that was the yeah. worst. I just said, I have no idea what they were doing with this. It seemed like they maybe wanted to make the worst movie that they could question mark. <laughs> Not great. <laughs> Roger Ebert's like, man, I wish I could write prose like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that uh, was Ebert? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, actually, this is, I can see why you got pretty, it was okay. hard. It was really no, hard no. to rank these. It Let the people okay. know. Uh, number 11 was the last black man in San Francisco. Okay. Number That's 10. low. Number 10 was the weight of gold. Uh, number nine oh, was documentary. the documentary. Yeah. Number nine was pig. Oh, man. Oh, wow. Pig? Oh, that you, hurts you. You didn't like Pig? Or I love saying, Pig. Oh, okay, I was like number okay. nine. Yeah, it was hard. Okay, but <laughs> was hard. I got, million dollar I got was a, number great, four. a great cast here. In, I will say, <laughs> okay, hold I on, mostly hold abstained on. <laughs> from the, I don't think I knew that Pig was yeah, below. Thank you, Aaron. The, wow. All right. Aaron's backing me now. I'm glad I knew this going into the- Okay, the number eight is Promising Young Woman. Okay. Seven was Silence. Six was The Godfather. <laughs> That's what it was. Oh my God. Five. Well, and even this one, five was the Meyerowitz stories, which I oh. really like. I really like, but okay. All it was, was it just, it affected me the most. Uh, that's that's what I was going. <laughs> that's what I was going by. To get on this podcast. <laughs> Whose pocket are you in? Ian? That's what I mean. It's just hard for me to respect Ian oh after seeing gosh. that list. Would you re-rank that now? Now that you're like eight months older and wiser? We, we can't, Ian. <laughs> I think I probably would. I feel like I, I'm not just, I, I was just looking at this. I forgot all the other movies that were on here. Like I really like the Merowitz stories a lot. But the thing is, I still might put it. <laughs> I think I still might put it higher than The Godfather because I think The oh, Godfather wow. is like technically a much better movie, but it just didn't draw me in the same way that <laughs> Million Dollar Baby did. If wow. that doesn't whet the appetite for <laughs> yeah. unpacking this movie, I don't know what better tease we can do yeah. because that is well, a bold take. Yeah. Welcome to the hit pit. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So let's let's do our. Customary. I'm ready for it. Was that the first? Uh, obviously, was that was your that was your list? So, Ian first saw this in twenty twenty one. Yeah, fairly obviously, late too. it changed his life forever. <laughs> and it was only number four. It wasn't top three. Let's just. It was ahead of that. the Godfather. It was ahead of Marowitz. It was ahead of a lot of really, really pig, yeah, pig, pig, was good. pig, really outstanding films. 
Aaron, talk to me. What was your, when did you encounter this? So I actually never saw this movie. I think by the time it came out, I was, I, I, I have fond Clint Eastwood memories as a kid. I really liked, um, good, the bad and the ugly and the, uh, the San Francisco cop, uh, <coughs> dirty, dirty, dirty Harry. Yeah. I loved Clint Eastwood as a kid. And I think just as I got older, um, I just lost interest in his movies. So by the time this came out, I wasn't, I actually only saw this because it was on your list. So I was like, <laughs> you wouldn't watch it. After yeah, that? I went Cause <laughs> I was like funny. Godfather pig. I was like, okay, like this movie's gotta be amazing. It's gotta be. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, <laughs> I was disappointed. <laughs> But I just uh, Grand Torino, like I haven't, I haven't seen a Clint Eastwood movie in a while. Mm -hmm. um, and Ian, Ian motivated me to. I was like, this must be good. Has it changed the way you see and listen to Ian's opinions? Did it change uh, the way you look at him? Yeah, I <laughs> know, <don't>, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's done more damage for your community reputation. I think it just shows my integrity that I'm, <laughs> I'm sticking to it. You know, I'm, I'm able to, I just am able to have a nuanced view of things. I'm not saying it's the most, like the most well-made movie ever, but I, I enjoyed it. Clint Eastwood and nuance just really. <laughs> I'm, a, well I'm a man of the people. What can I say? I'm not sitting up there in an ivory tower. Like you guys yeah. looking down on the common folk. <laughs> With your Von Trier number one. Number one. Let's be clear. Yeah. You're a man of the people, Ian. Okay, well, you know. <laughs> you and Raj. Half and but, half. Yeah, so I, I saw this for the first time ever, I guess last year. And then I watched it again this this past weekend. Yeah, I I saw it, you know, I don't know. It was, it won the best picture for that year. That's right. And I was all ready to come into this podcast, like mocking how it won and how undeserving <laughs> it was. 2004 was an awful year was it for a tough movies. Year? Yeah. What else was it, it, yeah, do you remember what was It that? was uh, offhand, I don't, it's the 2005 Oscars. You yeah, can look them up, but it is a atrocious, <laughs> atrocious <laughs> Kind of, and then I'm like, well, maybe the Oscars, they're bad. Like there. They're bad at picking the best movies. So I just Googled 2004, like yeah, movies came out? Yeah. and I was scrolling and scrolling and it's scrolling. Year, and huh? I'm just like, dang, that was a tough year. But huh. I saw this at around the time and you know, it, it, I still carry it with me. Like, whereas uh, social network, my opinion drastically changed. My opinion <laughs> on this movie has not changed one iota. Wow. Not at all. Not one bit. Wow. And so I saw it because it, it's so, and we'll get into this more. I imagine like there are so many things that this movie has going for it. I love boxing yeah. movies. Boxing yeah. movies are amazing. Boxing is like a cheat code. Any movie where Morgan Freeman's narrating right. is automatically yeah. like, like it's got so much going for it. I mean, it's, the fight scenes, I think, are, are well choreographed. It's mm -hmm. well done. I actually, I think uh, Hilary Swank does a great job. I yeah. think she won Best Actress for it. I actually like yeah, her in did. the role. I am a sucker for the plucky underdog who no one believes in, in the crusty train and just the forging yeah. of the relationship. Like, it might be derivative, but I am there for every derivation mm -hmm. of that. It's just like, and then it's like, I actually, as I was armed for it, because I saw it and had my reaction. And then my wife had a, an ethics 
class, oh. like a, a an yeah, online yeah, course. That, yeah. Yeah. And she was assigned this movie and I'm like, don't make me do it. And she's just like, we're going to watch it. And so I watched it and I got angry all over again. <laughs> and then for this podcast, I actually timestamped it for the first half of the movie. I'm just like, I am along for the ride. This is great. And it's like, I can pinpoint the exact, <laughs> the exact moment, moment. The exact moment when everything just falls apart and, and just makes me mad and, and it just the, the whole ride over and it was almost exactly it's a two hour and like yeah. 12 minute movie or something. Yeah. It's almost mathematically exactly in the middle. In the huh. middle. I'm interested and it has not the... changed it. So yeah, let, let's just uh, wait, wait, do we want to hear the best picture? Yeah, yes, oh, thank, you. thank you. Yeah, it's pretty rough. It's a rough year. Yeah, so Million Dollar Baby won. Uh, the Aviator is one <laughs> that was nominated. Finding Neverland, Ray oh. and Sideways. Oh, the wine, the movie. wine movie. Oh, I don't even, I don't even know that it's, was. Yeah, Giamatti, Paul Giamatti, Paul Giamatti finding and, himself uh, in Napa. <laughs> but Thomas animated Peter. feature films, we've got Shrek 2 was nominated. <laughs> so, yeah, pretty strong. Uh, we got Shark Tale. That was oh, also wow. nominated. Both superior films. This, oh, man. <laughs> wow, man. <laughs> this one's actually real. That was the year that The Incredibles come out. Oh, yeah. right. That okay. one, the animated. Uh, yeah, no, which is actually good. That could have been Best Picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was so far. Yeah. Anyways, keep going. Yeah. I no. wonder if the, the Oscars should have like a thing where... <clears throat> If it's a rough year, they should be able to like go back and award and like pick a, one. Yeah. Like we made a mistake. Yeah. Like yeah. this <laughs> movie from the past, <laughs> like retcon. It's the 2004. Yeah. You best got picture. re-released to this year. Yeah. We're gonna honor you. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. So what? Uh, what? What do you like about this movie? Sure, you're talking. Oh, I'm sorry. Mic, what, what, what do you? I'm just drifting because it's yeah. <laughs> you're falling asleep already. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's find reasons to celebrate this movie. Okay, we're not just yeah. haters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, kind of like what you were saying. I, I think this hits. It just hits a lot of things that I like. But and I think specifically though, it, I really like movies that have a like non-romantic love stories. Like mm. I just I really like the platonic relationships. And I think especially like father daughter type relationships. I don't know why, but I just really like movies like that. So I think that I, I liked like, I don't know, just the setting is cool. I mean, you know, you've got the hit pit, <laughs> you, you've got uh, Morgan Freeman, you know, you got boxing. Come on, come on. Come How on. could you not like all that? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I like all that. Yeah. That's, yeah. It's good stuff. It's, it's, it's good the rest stuff. of it. I don't like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're trying to be encouraging. Right? Yeah. Say good, good things. I don't know. Like I, okay. What did I like? Um, ooh. <laughs> I was expecting to be the one who hated this the most. Well, I, 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 I don't like, I can't say I hate it. It's just kind of like oatmeal to me. It's just like, yeah, it exists. It's fine. I don't know when I would ever be in the mood for it, but, uh, if it's like around and it's like, like I, I eat oatmeal when it's like made and I'm like, yeah, I don't feel like making anything else. Like I'll just, this yeah. is, I'll just eat this. This is fine to eat. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's what million dollar baby feels oh like gosh. oatmeal to me it's like i will have you know this is ian's number four movie I know, I'm sorry of to 2021 <laughs> okay be careful how you talk about it um i will okay i did like hillary swank in this i, I liked yeah she's um, good yeah i liked her performance um i like the character um i like the innocence of the character i like her her fortitude um yeah. And it's probably Jay Baruchel's best oh, absolutely. role as well. Like, Even though it's kind of a completely unnecessary side <laughs> plot that doesn't really, doesn't really serve to advance yeah. anything. <laughs> yeah. uh, you get an early, uh, is it Anthony Mackie? Anthony Mackie. The, the future Avenger. He has a good yeah, performance. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's some good performances. I, I, I will state for, for all to, to hear the... Clint Eastwood, Morgan Freeman, the the Frankie and uh, I always forget his scrap, name. Scrap, Scrap Iron, yeah, Frankie and Scrap like buddy yeah. kind of yeah to odd couple kind of. If that was a Netflix series, <laughs> I am binging that on day one. <laughs> I will like just the the yeah. banter and the like the two mm -hmm. kind of crotchety, but like they just have so much history together and they can like be brutally honest to each other and they like never get offended. Love that dynamic. Sucker for it. Great. Good stuff. All right. Good podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, see you next week. <laughs> I do. Uh, I, I, I say it. This is where we're starting to move from what I unabashedly <laughs> liked, and we're, 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 we'll get quickly. to the things That's I That's unabashedly don't yeah. like. Yeah. Well, no, it, it's we had a lot of fun bashing Interstellar, right? And, and I, we're not going to rehash that, but this movie, there are strengths, there are yeah. things that I like, and, and Interstellar maybe had a few, but <laughs> I actually the first half of this movie, yeah. What was I the really, turning point? I'm the turning point the was turning the point. second she goes to Missouri and the family. We first meet the mm. fa the welfare mm. family mm. or whatever, yeah. and it goes like those are not human beings. Those are not, you know, and yeah. I understand a lot of these are dealing in tropes anyway, but it's so like, it's like motivation and like, it's just, yeah. you know, <laughs> and then like it comes to fruition where like, you know, she's like paralyzed and then yeah. the whole thing they and they're like for yeah. a week and then yeah. they come in with the most cliche, yeah. awful, like they might as well had the Mickey ears on yeah. or something. Yeah. Right. And it's just like, in case you didn't get it, I'm going to put a blinking neon sign in front just in case, you know, and it's just getting beat over the head constantly. Like when it was just the underdog scrappy, like guy who's hard, like wounded on the inside and is reluctant to give his approval away. And then like the scrappy young woman who's trying to earn it and like a non aquatonic, yeah, yeah. like all that. Um, it's like, maybe not groundbreaking, but I'm in. And it was being a, a well-constructed version of yeah. that because Morgan Freeman's amazing. Clint Eastwood's amazing. Clearly your swank is going toe to toe. It's just like learning how to put your toe in boxing, all the boxing wisdom yeah. adages. It's just like, I will lap that up. Like it's just boxing as metaphor for life. Just mm -hmm. all of it. Um, and even like they, they wove in the priest, which yeah. Yeah. was, was potentially, Interesting. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. If they ever bothered yes. to explore it. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Yeah. And so you end up <laughs> with this like cartoonish, right? So it's like yeah. he's wounded and then you yeah. find out he's estranged from his daughter. Mm -hmm. yep. I would have loved to have known why. Right. Yeah. Right. Yes. 
and there's a place for mystery and there's yeah. a place where you can make the argument. You don't need to know why. Um, and I can honor that. I, yeah. But the way the movie chose to end itself, <laughs> it ends with Morgan Freeman narrating a letter to the estranged daughter right. saying, I thought you should know the man your father really was. How am I supposed to, as a viewer past, like for all I know, he did something awful to his daughter and it's right. horrible for Morgan Freeman to be trying to gloss this over. Right. Like who knows what he did? Yeah. And it's like, you don't have to know, but don't make it the ending note of the movie. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just, there's a path where you don't need to need to know, or you don't need to know what the dispute was. But the, in my opinion, the route the movie took means you should have known so you can, as a viewer, yeah. understand. Because it's a key part of understanding him, which is a key part of understanding his relationship with Maggie. And just knowing that there's estrangement there, because he's a crusty enough character where I would believe he did some bad right. things. Right. Right. You know, and not just benign or just neglect or he walked out or maybe he was a drunk. I don't know. Whoever, whatever you want to invent as his backstory. I also, I mean... Boxing's a violent thing. <laughs> Who knows, right? Yeah. There's a lot of ugly sure. outcomes. And with the priest, it's like he goes, uh, like you know. Right, but then yeah. the priest is kind of a total jerk, <laughs> yeah. too. It's like, I don't, most priests are, I mean, he, <laughs> he's very uh, direct, shall we <laughs> yeah. say, and very like, you know, and I can understand that, that Frankie is being antagonistic, but he doesn't even try to give an intellectual defense. I and mean, maybe he's just assessing he's not into an intellectual, like an intellectual defense. Well, it sounds like they had had a lot so, of conversations and, and I can before. Honor that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like they never develop <laughs> it. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I With those two things, I do think you never needed to see the family, really. And they were way overdone. And I do think the priest just didn't add what he yeah. wanted it to add. I don't, I don't even honestly really know what he was going for with the priest. I guess just that, like that Frankie had some spirituality and really, I, I guess just kind of setting up that he like has been going there for, he's obviously racked by guilt and has been for decades, I guess is what yeah, you're trying. He's I trying think to my read to. on it was he set all that in motion for the, the last scene with the priest when he's like weighing right. the, it like is supposed to raise the stakes. Right. Like here's this guy who's at least a nominal Catholic. So he's, you know, in the eyes of the church in the eyes of the priest, like that's a no way, no how you're right. killing somebody. And so it's meant to show like this genuine grappling. I, I think it just would have been nice if that relationship was developed and right. maybe some pluckiness, maybe some jarring or jabs right. back and forth, but they actually had, like a counselor or like parishioner. It doesn't really go anywhere. It just it no. stays antagonistic. Yeah. And it doesn't yeah really and so it doesn't off. make sense. Right. Like they don't like each other. Right. And so it's like when the priest and is saying, and he's saying like not awful like things, each other. right? Yeah. It's just like this yeah. guy's genuinely struggling right. and you're just dumping hot coals. Yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of like, yeah. Dude, find another job. Like you're clearly not He's cut not. up. For, like this is just not your your lane. He's like, man. don't come yeah. to church. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <what? laughs> well, I also didn't really. He didn't look that old. Like the guy didn't look that old. The priest. The priest. Yeah, yeah. he didn't look that old. But he he's like, you've been coming here for 23 years. I was like, how long have you been there? Like, <laughs> he's been a. He's been a. What do they call him? An I guess he could be an altar boy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he was just around before that. You know, I, I, I'm there with you. I, I agree with the, I think the priest didn't. So did you just add. like really hate all those other movies? <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. So okay. I kind of laid out a little bit of what I like, but right. there is a lot with 
like, like I said, I, I like all that stuff. Like I like the platonic relationship. Like I think that has done really well. I like what you were saying, like the banter between Scrap and Frankie. And I think that all works really well. But I just, the amount that he changes in the movie or like, yeah, I think that was, that's a lot of it. The, I like the pluckiness. Like I like the kind of scrappy thing that you were saying does too. Does he change? Yeah. I feel like he does. I don't think he does. Yeah, I think he does. I mean, I he trains ask. the girl boxer. I guess that's a change. No, no, but no. He, he does change. He I, likes I, lemon pie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He That's eats pie now. <laughs> you never see him eat pie before. And then he's, <laughs> and then he's a pie eater. I mean, <laughs> yeah. What else do you That's want? a change. <laughs> no, I think he's really willing. I think he's very willing to like actually go and just like live somewhere with her and just like take care of her. I think he's like very willing and like wants to do that. I think he'd have been willing that. to do that. Maybe not her, but someone he cared about in the beginning of the movie. Mm, maybe. I don't know. You don't really. I uh, no. I don't I mean, think he's he that would have. loyal to to scrap. Scrap. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Because he felt responsible for scrap losing right. his eye in a way that in no way shape. He's scrap essentially it doing that with scrap. Right. It's exactly he's what he's care doing of him with scrap. And pro- yeah. Providing. And so when for scrap him. tells the story, it's unambiguous to the viewer. Right. Like uh, Frankie had no authority to stop the fight. Right. He was not the the manager. He he had no ability to throw in the towel, right. and he was recommending and it. And Scrap to. didn't yeah. want him to. The manager didn't want to. Right. He keeps going. He loses the eye, and Frankie still makes it like his fault, and still carries guilt over it, like yeah. completely illogically. But you know, it's just yeah. hey, some guys are owner. You know, like I'm, I'm not saying that's a false note, but it's consistent with the character. And as a right. result, he's been carrying. He carries Scrap. Right, and, and so it's just like. He's, Super cautious with any other trainer, exactly. any other right. fighter he trains. Yeah, but he's that way with Maggie. Right. I mean, really. But I think what's different is that he knows he's like that, and so he doesn't let people in, and so he doesn't he doesn't let any danger in through people either. And so, like with Willie, he keeps holding him back. Like he doesn't actually let him go do the things that Willie wants to do and that Willie could do and can do that you see because he's too scared of getting hurt. So I think that's the change. It's not necessarily that he cares more or like loves more or like, it's just that he's more, well, I think it is that he loves more in a real sense in that he, I think he cares about things at the beginning of the movie, but he's trying to protect himself. But at the end of the movie or kind of throughout it, he cares enough to, like let his walls down basically. But and that's what I feel like the change is. And I, but I think that's what makes the, like not getting the payoff with like the priest and the daughter so unsatisfying because that's like the relationship with the daughter is where you show that. Right. Like that he has changed and right. he will let yeah, his walls Yeah, like if down. you actually saw. Right. Yeah. Like, right. like show me that. Yeah. And, and then in, I know he's changed. Exactly. Yeah. And then instead the movie shows that he diligently writes her constantly right and she just returns the letters and he keeps them in a shoebox so if if he was like hurt and then drew within and then was changed by his experience with maggie such that he was willing to like live and risk being hurt again so he risks reconciliation with his daughter that's a, right. an arc right but instead it's confused because right. he's willing to risk whatever he's trying to re- connect with his daughter yeah. i have no way of knowing is the yeah. daughter just being hard there's not enough and not allowing him in or is it that awful and he needs to stop writing letters and go (laughs) you know yeah further amends i have no way of assessing that 
The ending is not good. <laughs> I will say that. That I keep a tally of all the acknowledgements. I'm I'm fine with saying this movie, but I will say it's still effective. I just four yeah, four I just 21. I just liked it. What can I say? I just like the movie. You like what you like. Yeah, I'm not I here like to tell it. you otherwise. But no, the, the even the first time I watched it, I was like bought in. I was uh, and I was not impressed with the end. I just. <laughs> It just, it doesn't make sense. Cause he's like kind of reverting back in a lot of ways or just, yeah, he like leaves scrap. And I was thinking about what, what about this as an ending? <laughs> what about, well, I think anything with his daughter would be good, but I also wanted to come back. I thought he should come back and, uh, he should start like, cause he comes back and danger comes back. Right. I was thinking he should just, they could just show him like helping danger. You know, I think that I thought that would be a good, cause he would show that he's like, cause the whole time he's like tolerant of danger. He obviously is like fine with them but being around. No, because no, because <laughs> that's Maggie. Yes. <laughs> he's, he's still like a legit trainer who trains legit fighters. Right. Danger's yeah. a joke. Like, no, not in like a serious way. But just like <laughs> that he's he's just open to caring about people. More. The real better ending oh my God. is he gets a taste for murder. <laughs> goes after his other eye. Oh <laughs> puts Morgan Freeman in the ground and then looks at danger. And it's just like, all right, you don't have any reason to live. Oh my Put gosh. him in the ground. Goes up to the priest and then it's like a Dexter situation. <laughs> That's, I would change my opinion on the movie. Wow. <laughs> I mean, come on. That's a better ending than what this is. The the ending is not good. I'll <laughs> admit that. I'll freely admit that. It just doesn't. It just doesn't really do anything. Like it <laughs> doesn't really go was anywhere. The, was the narration a, that letter the whole time, or does? Yeah, I had I, I had that thought. I was wondering end. that too because I actually rewound it just to. That's interesting. Just when yeah. he I never starts. Never thought about that. I rewound it just when he starts, and I couldn't pinpoint. There, there is like a, a somewhat of a transition, but I couldn't tell if it was a transition in the letter, okay. or if he was transitioning from narrating to to the letter. Hmm. But I didn't have enough motivation to go back and like, <laughs> has this been the letter the whole time? That's interesting. I, I, yeah, I, I thought never crossed my mind. I was wondering that, but I didn't go check. Seems a little so too I clever. Don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm not really sure. But I was just thinking, well, I think my thought was just that that would be a really long letter if, <laughs> if, it was, if all the narration, because he narrated a lot. Those were thick envelopes. They were thick. Yeah, thick. Yeah. yeah, that's true. He did narrate a lot, though. He that did, yeah. Also, do, do people, I thought you only got returned to sender if like, they just couldn't find the address. Like, can people just can say just return? Just say, yeah, I don't you know. Should try. Like, put a stamp on it or something. Like, <laughs> did she just? She had to do it to so many I that she just had a so stamp. My my two primary references to return to sender are this and the Elvis, Elvis song. song. <laughs> and in that known. one, he says she rode upon it. That's oh, right. Return huh. to sender. Oh, okay, that's, wow, man, there you that's go. That's high quality content. Yeah, right there. there you go. That's, yeah, that's good. Get Aaron singing that's this what I bring song over there. Yeah. <laughs> that's the second song that you sung on this podcast. Is now. it really? What well, is it? The first one is the oh, the intro. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I still think he changes though. I, you, <laughs> you guys don't think he changes at all? I mean, maybe they don't show it, but. Like it's a movie. No, no, no. It's supposed to show it, but they don't show it as explicitly as I could with the daughter. But I do think that there is 
I think they do show that he has grown from something to something else with Maggie. Uh, I don't know. To me, it's like inconclusive in that mm. they, cause uh, like, obviously we, we talk about like show don't tell. Right. But like, I don't, I don't think they showed enough for me to know. Like, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Cause he, yeah, I, I, I just like, he's wounded. Right. And he has these trust issues cause he, cause of a uh, scrap in his eye. And then he has this awesome fighter who he discovered eight years, the guy, he's like a father to him, right? Yeah. Tons of trust. The guy ultimately leaves because he won't. Two more fights, two more fights, two more fights. And then you see him and he totally destroys the champ. Yeah. Like he's literally his like excessive caution cost this guy, whatever, fill in the gap. Hundreds of thousands, if not millions. Probably of millions, dollars, yeah. right? Uh, and then boxers have finite years in their career. Right. So that's a massive, right? Yeah. And he knows it. Yep. He's still cautious. Right? <laughs> and even that feeling, right? And he goes, but he doesn't ever process the thing with scraps, even though scraps does not hold him responsible. But there's no, because it's almost like the defining characteristic is he's stoic and like very buttoned down with his emotions and very gruff and very, you know, so there's not a lot of processing going on, period. But then he, he has Maggie and then he, he, you know, he trains her, whatever, but then he's incredibly cautious with her. He's not learning from the experience with his other boxer. And it's almost like, at least what, what I took away was that, especially in, in 2004, women's boxing was such a, undeveloped right. kind of in the beginnings of its thing. There's just very few boxers period. And the ones who were there weren't, you know, it's not like the, the men's side where these guys, you know, it's just a machine and they've been trained since they were much younger. And the, you know, like a 32 year old guy wouldn't be able to step in untrained the way Maggie was in like the men's side because of the right. depth of mm -hmm. talent. Yeah. There. It's just, it's, it's too far. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so it's almost this weird quirk where he can, that kind of thing weirdly maybe yeah. sort of does work, but there's yeah. almost like not enough challengers and she's too good and she's knocking them all out. And so he's, you know, they show him having to pay off whatever, but there's just almost like nowhere to go. So he just had no choice, but to have her take on better fights. It, it didn't feel, at least to me, it felt like he had literally, it was either have her retire or have her, you know, fight someone on her level. And then I, I think it's like, cause they don't show, she's so dominant. And then there's like one, there's basically like one round where she's like not the best. And then he's like, your nose is going to turn into a geyser. You have 20 seconds. And then she yeah. goes and immediately turns it around. But that's like the one and only time, like even uh, the German, the, like whatever the, the turning the point fight, the something. blue bull or blue something, blue, bear. blue, blue bear, the blue bear. Um, that's like supposedly the, the top dog undisputed best fighter. He was so right. afraid to even have her set foot in the ring. She, dominates that fight, yeah. dominates that fight. Like, I mean, right. It's just hard for me to, like, I don't feel the tension of like, she was ever at risk or that he, yeah, it's, it's completely irrational yeah. that he would have been, because he had no reason to doubt because he's a, he's a grizzled boxing guy. He knows the, how right. shallow the talent pool is. Mm -hmm. He knows that she just from Moxie is just better than most of these girls. It's just to me, rather than show growth, it showed how dug in in irrational fear and caution he was. Yeah. Even as he was letting her fight, it wasn't, 
it was almost like an inevitability, not growth, at least as it hit me. Yeah. And it wasn't his, what, what ultimately cost Maggie her life wasn't like him throwing her in to like too tough of a fight. It was a cheap hit and then like a freak accident, like her falling out. So even that wasn't like a, like what's he supposed to learn from that? Or how is he supposed to grow when it's like not. Which is the same thing as scraps. Total right. freak, right? Right. And that's, I, I have three things about this movie that drive me insane. Wait, I want to, well, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I want to answer it. that question, yeah, but do it. you want me to do it right now? Do it right now. Okay. Well, I think he does. Like, I still think, well, to your point, Tim, I do think that he shows growth because at first he turns down those matches. He's like, well, we're not going to do them. But then eventually he does let her. And I think I, it is irrational. I agree with that. But so is like him holding back with Willie. I think that was irrational too. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, I think, but fear is irrational, right? I mean, and any, especially if it's fear that's been embedded after years and years of being hurt, that is irrational fear. And so I think it's showing that, but I, 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 I agree with what you're saying. Like, I don't disagree with it, but I do think if you can kind of read it, if you want to, as seeing the growth and maybe it's not all there, <laughs> but I think you can read it like that I just, like i feel like so with some minor tweaks right. yeah it's it small be, that's yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah if scraps was injured because it was his fault right that nudges it closer there right if like so this this melts perfectly because the, the three things that drive me nuts i already mentioned the family <laughs> the second thing that is the word like if i try if you said tim we need a boxer to become paralyzed in a ring yeah Give me the absolute most ludicrous, yeah, worst yeah, yeah, yeah. conceived it's, way that yeah, this could possibly it happen. Yeah. And I said, challenge accepted. <laughs> I couldn't have equaled that. That yeah. was like beyond. That and, scene and is bad. I'm not even like a hardcore yeah. boxing guy. Right. I, I enjoy it. I watch it. But there are some real boxing guys out there. That's not me. I actually took notes. Like <laughs> we have an elbow to the face. Okay. Yeah. That's like that. Boxers, you sure. know, there's like a dark art to it, right? Sure. That that would have gotten you kicked out of an NBA game, yeah. right? I mean, that is a flagrant, uh, you know. Yeah, it was pretty. You're, that's not a tiss tiss, don't do it again thing. Elbow to the face, warning, immediate second elbow to the face. <laughs> Nothing, right? <laughs> Nothing. We're talking full contact to the temple, like flying elbow. It would have stopped, in real life, that stops the fight yeah. with a DQ sure. automatically. Third elbow to the face. Third elbow in the span of like 10 seconds. Loss of point. Okay, so, hey, we're, we're a real boxing outfit here. The referee, doctor of point. And Frankie's and not like. Frankie's not freaking out. He's not like, he's uh, not, yeah. how dare you, right? Like, 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 keep your chin tucked. Like, he's just giving her like boxing tips. Right. Like. And, and, and then that happens, right? And then he, uh, she hits her while she's down. Yep. Right, because she gets elbowed, she goes to the ground, yeah. knocks her like, like you're in getting arrested territory. Yeah, right. Like you're you're in. Yeah. Not only are you losing this match, you're getting suspended the by the boxing that, commission. That one stood out to me. Yeah, I was like, whoa, whoa, hey, right. yeah. I think it was supposed to be he didn't see that. Okay. But I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. There's, there's other. What's he looking at? Too. No, if he, he was talking to the her uh, corner. Okay, but then she gets hit after the bell. Yeah. Which again, so we have it in the in the movie. Guard yourself at all times. Right. right. If you watch a real boxing match, that's a, that's real advice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Even boxers, they and yeah. that's one of the ways the uh, the refs will stop a fight if you can't mm -hmm. protect yourself. Right. right. That's absolutely a boxing mm -hmm. concept. 
But in real boxing or any, like when the bell rings, the boxers turn around right, and walk no, to the corner. Oh, yeah. You don't, yeah, it, this yeah. isn't jungle rules <laughs> where you keep two eyes on your opponent at all time and you right. slowly back towards right. the corner, like butt first. Like yeah. you turn around, you walk to your corner. You right. know why? Because it's still a regulated sport with like a right. modicum of sportsmanship. It's not prison right. and you can turn your back on your opponent. And in this movie, like the bell rings after all those infractions, she walks and she gets hit again. We're in arresting territory, not, yeah. you know, and then she like the, the stool comes out. Why is it on its side? I've never seen side? a boxing stool. Like I'm not, I'm not the biggest boxing fan either, yeah. but they always put them in standing up so they can sit And it's on not it. that hard, right? Yeah. yeah. And then just you, laid it in you there. even have the four because the round before he goes to put it out and Clint was like, no, 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 no. Kind of like, right. you know, you don't put it out until she's here. Right. It's just like, okay, so blinking side, right? So then he, uh, but even the mechanics, she falls <laughs> and then falls. There's like no stress on her neck when she, is she <laughs> it's sort of, there's like a gap there. There is no, there is no way yeah, shape or form. It doesn't look good. It, yeah. you know, it's the worst possible <laughs> I, way. I agree with that. And so had she been hurt because it was Frankie's fault or had, what would have made this a good, a way better thing is if, this blue bear is that much better than Maggie. Right. And Maggie, yes. yeah. his ambition, he finally lets his guard right. down. His intuition says she's not ready, but she insists that she's ready. He sees the money. He needs it for the gym. He needs it for her. And he, against you, know, he's like, you know what? I held my other guy back. I'm going to turn over a new leaf. Let's set up the fight. And she gets reamed and gets paralyzed because she, mm -hmm. whatever, gets concussed, whatever. A legit boxing injury because those happen. Boxers yep. die, Absolutely, right? Like, yeah. It's not like you have to invent some scenario. <laughs> yeah. Boxers literally die in the <laughs> ring when they can't protect <laughs> themselves. Like you don't have to have a stool, right? It's like, come on, this isn't. <laughs> I'm not off on some fantasy <laughs> island here. You're like, how are we right. gonna make a boxer die? Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> they should have just had somebody from the crowd like throw a bottle at her head yes. or something. <laughs> so. The family, that sequence is number two. The thing that drove me absolutely right, insane. Yeah, that's the last one. They all acknowledge she lost the fight. And I am just like, yeah, there's no way. She dominated that yeah, fight. That. It took shady things left and right. Oh, very clear disqualification, if not arrest. Yeah. There is no, no way she way. lost. And even if you're going to play the whole, if you didn't win, you lose thing. You're like the her family's orientation, even scrap or like like no one's correcting her. Right, like she won that fight objectively. Right, both in her performance and then just a modicum of like the rules of the, boxing. The rules like, of boxing. That's like clear like, disqualification. Yeah. Like guy, like right. It's like when Tyson bit Holyfield's right. ear, he got disqualified, right. and Holyfield did not lose that fight. Yeah. It's it's so like, but you had to like somehow make it that she lost her title shot, and I'm just. Man, that's hard for me to let go. Wait, did they actually? Because I know her family says that, but who else says I think that? Scrap does, or she says it about herself, and he doesn't correct her. It's something along those lines. Well, and that's—I feel like that's even like Danger's connection of coming back because he says, like, you know, what I realize, it, like, everyone loses a yeah. fight, and so like, I do feel like the movie's trying to say something there about like you, like. Again, boxing metaphor for life. Like you take your hits, you take your losses and you come back and like, you know, Maggie can't come back. She's dead. But like Frankie, <laughs> Frankie, <laughs> like sometimes you can't come back. Sometimes you can't. <laughs> sometimes you're dead. Sometimes you're dead. Okay. Yeah. But like he couldn't, he, 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 oh he struggled so hard to get off the mat with scrap. Right. And what happened to scrap right. that really, 
weighed him down for however much of his life was left after that. (laughs) But then I feel like what the movie's trying to say is after Maggie, like him eating the pie, like he's finally off the map. Like he's, he's finally coming back. I think that's what it's trying to say. Everyone takes the loss. I agree with that. I think that is what I was trying to say, but I also, yeah, I don't like the ending scene because it feels like he's just running away from right. all Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> thank That's you. Yeah. yeah, no, I, 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 I like pie I too. Totally if I'm running for my problems, right. I'm in an yeah. obscure diner eating pie. That's what running for my problems looks <laughs> yeah. like. No, I, I absolutely agree. I'm just saying what I think they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I, I, they're trying to say. Yeah, I agree with all of that, yeah. <laughs> and like the, the whole like old yeller kind of like, yeah. It's like they go to visit the family, whatever, it's bad. They drive back and just completely apropos of nothing. You ever own a dog, Frankie? <laughs> yeah. Like, no. It's a long car ride. What, are they, what else are they going to talk about? She goes they the got a lot to talk about. Yeah. You know, it, it, and uh, it's just like. They just got a lot of time. Again, blinking neon sign of like, <laughs> all right, pay attention. This completely out of nowhere, ripped out of context, apropos of nothing story about a dog that doesn't have a time. <laughs> Just like wink, wink might want to file this one away. Are you saying that comes up later? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, saying, it actually yeah. Does. yeah. I like that it, when he goes in and injects whatever. Adrenaline. Adrenaline. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. To kill like 20 people. Yeah. My, my nine-year-old was in the room for that. And he was just like, he's like, you can do that. Like, it, it didn't even make sense to him. Like he was watching. It was just like, you can't do that. You can't just go in and just inject someone's like, that's, where did he get that? He was like, where did he get, what is that? Where did he get that? Like he had so many questions. Or it's like, there's nurses at this hospital. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, no, no, no. That's why we're in the middle of the night. This is a perfect plan. And then he disconnects the oxygen. There's no alarm. No There's alarm. No, <laughs> no one's coming running. Like, and I love how it's just brazen murder. Like no attempt. <laughs> no, like, it's just like, yeah, like you know, adrenaline's gonna come up. It's just, and oh then gosh. like I'm watching all this, and then you see him like solemnly walk out the doors, yeah. and then Scraps is there yeah. watching. Like, <laughs> Why is Scraps yeah. watching this? He's not intervening. He's not consoling his friend in a difficult right. time. He's not trying to stop. He's not trying to be there as Maggie just passes and just surrounded yeah. with friends. He's not trying to console his friend as he's leaving. What he's is he doing creepily <laughs> standing in the hallway, <laughs> just <laughs> silently. I don't remember that. Being actually. Morgan Freeman. <laughs> As like the the somber narration goes, and he's just walking, yeah. watching him slowly exit. The no, he is there because that's, he's just that's there. the other thing yeah. that my nine year old said. He was like, "Wait, he was there?" And I was like, "Yeah, he's, apparently he's there." I guess he just. I guess he knows he's next. Yeah, he's like, he I'm knows. not saying anything. Yeah. This yeah. guy's Frankie's got a tying up loose ends. <laughs> he's ready to shoot. Oh my gosh! All right, let me go back to something okay, that you yeah, said yeah. earlier. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So this is, I think if, if you want to be kind of kind of the movie, you want to like let it say what it's <laughs> okay. saying. Yeah. I think this is what it's saying. Okay. Cause you were saying, what does he learn from scrap, scrap, scrap? Uh-huh. What does he learn from scrap? And what does he learn from her? Because it was just a complete accident, right? There's nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I think there is something to that though. Cause that's life, right? I mean, a lot of the times we like to think we can plan things out 
we like to think like, okay, I make this decision and then this thing happens. And like, if I make the right decisions, then the right things will happen. Right. But like, that's not the way that works. I mean, the way things work are you, you make decisions that seem good or bad to you. And then kind of random things happen after that. And sometimes you can see the, you know, sometimes they map out the way that you foresaw it. And sometimes they don't. But so what I think that he learns from that and what I think that he's supposed to learn from that is basically that you just have to put yourself out there. Like you can, you can close up and you can, uh, tighten things and you can like put up all these walls, but then you're not really living anymore. And so I pulled out (laughs) the CS Lewis quote, which is a great quote. And so I want to tie it to this movie (laughs) forever that you guys will always Remember this movie whenever <laughs> you hear this quote. But I do think it actually does. I think it does better than the movie, but uh, it's kind of saying the same thing. This is from The Four Loves, and he's, he's talking about, it's like St. Augustine says something like, if you can't, like you, we shouldn't love anything here, like actually love anything on earth because it's all going to die basically. And then anytime, and then you're like giving yourself to something that's perishable. And Lewis kind of comes back at that and he says, there is no safe investment to love at all is to be vulnerable. Love anything in your heart will certainly be wrung and possibly be broken. If you want to make sure of keeping it intact, you must give your heart to no one, not even to an animal. Wrap it carefully around with hobbies and little luxuries. Avoid all entanglements. Lock it up safe in the casket or coffin of your selfishness. But in that casket, safe, dark, motionless, airless, it will change. It will not be broken. It will become unbreakable, impenetrable, irredeemable. The alternative to tragedy, or at least to the risk of tragedy, is damnation. The only place outside heaven where you can be perfectly safe from all the dangers and perturbations of love is hell. Which is a good quote, right? No, it's... And it's, I, think that's, yeah. I think it's the same thing. I think that's what the movie is trying to say. And it doesn't do it like extremely well say when does fantastic thought when does the movie say that because like i agree i agree with you that it could the setup could go there uh-huh. but i think like if the whole underpinning of all that is this the estrangement with the daughter you i think you have to you have yeah. to connect it to that to make the movie say that yes and it never does yeah, but I don't know. I mean, sometimes life doesn't work that way where like you don't get to repair for whatever reason. Sometimes you don't get to repair like he just doesn't have the chance. So, yeah, like as a movie, as like a storytelling thing, that was like the clean way to wrap it up. But sometimes in life you don't get that. And so he's just doing the best with like so, what he has, so, I think. So what hasn't changed is he's been writing to the daughter the entire movie. Right. Yeah, that's so true. So if he that's grew true. and he changed... And you can still have it, the ending you're saying, where life doesn't always work out that way. Right. But you have to make him do something different, like make an attempt in a different way that still doesn't work out. And then you can say that the movie's saying that, that like it's still worth loving and, and like being rejected right. or losing. Right. But like he, he never does anything different. Like Morgan I'll, Freeman's the one making the appeal to the dog. It's, like, yeah, it's, it's not, not even Frankie. It's not even Frankie. Yeah, it's Scraps. Yeah. Scraps so is doing I, it. I agree with you. The setup of this movie, it absolutely could have been that. And and I think that's what like, that's probably the main thing that frustrates me about this movie. Cause they, they got like, it's like watching Austin FC. It's like they, they <laughs> yeah. can get like 90% there and they just can't finish. And it's like this movie set up wonderfully for that yeah. message but you have to you have to make Frankie 
do something different, put himself out there in a new way to the daughter and then be rejected again. And then it's saying that it's like, uh, <laughs> like you're reading that. I'm just like, that would have been fantastic advice for the priest to be able to <laughs> right. counsel. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If only there was a religious <laughs> yeah. person. And even yeah. to Aaron's point, like it's, uh, like the ending of Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. Right. It's like very similar dynamics. Yeah. And then it's just, I got to go see about a girl. We mm -hmm. don't even know if it's successful. Right. We don't know if they reconcile. Exactly. We don't know if she's like, forget this guy. I'm not giving him another chance. Exactly. But his openness to, he was shut off and then he opened and that's right. enough. Right. Instead he's eating pie. We don't even see him or like we get the, the outside shot yeah. of it. He's eating lemon pie. He's eating lemon pie. Where the dead boxer that he knew for all of two years <laughs> And spent a lot of that being mean to, yeah. like her dad ate at. Right. It, it's just it's very tangential. It connects him to connect, Maggie, but not right. his daughter. Exactly. Yeah. We, we have no. It's what does it connect to change? We have no reason to believe that he's going to uh, pursue his daughter. No, I think you see the change with his orientation towards Maggie while she's in the hospital. I I still think that because he's willing to like. Do it's a killer, but the, <laughs> but the problem is we don't know what happened with his daughter. Like, right. yeah, no, I mean, I, 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 I get like, that. I, I, I but he's still opening he's, up. Yes. He's still opening himself up to her in very, very real ways. But, I agree. And I think saying, that that's changed. I, I think I'm saying like the movie has these two threads and it just doesn't connect. Yeah. Them, I right? agree with that. Yeah. I, I agree. The problem yeah. is that is, you, I'm not saying your interpretation isn't a potential interpretation. Or right. Or but what's, equally valid and there's equal evidence, if not more evidence in the film. <laughs> it's he, he didn't change towards her. It's the same script he followed with scraps. Yeah. He took ownership of an injury and he's going to see it through and to, to lessen, it's almost like his penance. I yeah. am going to be committed to you to the right. bitter end because I allowed this injury to happen, even though it really isn't, you know, from the viewer's point, it's not really his fault. It's the same play as with Scraps. And so his loyalty, his devotion, his being there all the time, his reading the poetry, his guarding against the thing, like it's the same thing that he did with Scraps. There's no change. And so if you want to look at it from, he went cold to Maggie to warm and fatherly to Maggie, okay, that's changed. But he also went cold from Scraps. Like Scraps, like, they aren't, he didn't train Scraps from a teenager. Right. Like they kind of found each other, right? It sounded like sort of just two- He was a cut man. They met. They met. They met in a fight. And so yeah. that's, but that, that underscores the quality of the Frankie character that he can bond that hard and take that level of responsibility right. for someone who he didn't have that much history with similar to Maggie. And so it's like, I see his relationship with Maggie paralleling Scraps. And that's why it's like the, the ultimate sacrifice at the end. It's almost like if Scraps had asked for the same thing, he, he would have done the same. That's why I'm like joking that he's going to go up to Scraps <laughs> next. But like, there's a weird symmetry yeah. there. It's what's so not growth. And then it brings up the question with the daughter of like, he's that loyal to Scraps who he barely right. knew. He's that loyal to Maggie who he barely knew. His own flesh and blood He's willing to write letters and face right. rejection, but he's not willing, like you see the lengths that he goes to with Scraps and Maggie, but yeah. there's something that's preventing him to go that length. And without knowing what the dispute is, yeah. it's either he's being stubborn and petty 
or it's that bad and it's like an unforgivable sin or something. And it's almost like he's pining mm-hmm. and doesn't feel worthy of her forgiveness, which is another interesting angle. Yeah. I would have loved it if that they explored be, it, yeah. but it's because it's, that's why I mean, like there are some movies where you don't necessarily need to know the rift, but the way this movie broke down and the way they developed it yeah. to me, not having that information makes it incomplete. Like you, you can't mm-hmm. connect these things. And it's like, it is. It's like, this is 90% there. Take yeah. away some of the cheese. Just don't worry thing. about all the other stuff. Just <laughs> yeah. 90%. That's pretty good. That's funny. That's, that's, that's an, an A. a. That's, an that's an A, a guys. That Come on. If you're grading on a four point scale, that's like a four and a half. You just, just think like, about that. Think that's about like that. If you, if you have you're like rating. a 10 question <laughs> test, but like the first nine are true false for like 30%. And then the last one's no. an essay for 70%. <laughs> to, me, to me, it's like you're building a car. And, and you build the whole car and then you don't put oh, tires on it. Yeah. <laughs> like that's 90% of a car. Yeah. That's, a, that's a way better analogy. Thank you. But Aaron. it doesn't have tires. Yes. They still drive it. <laughs> so, yeah. Tires are more of a luxury. God has the same really. effect as this movie. <laughs> I actually like, as I was watching it last night and taking notes, I found myself, I, I got angry a lot and all these other things. But the the flashback in my mind of Ian of all people <laughs> dogging Sound of Metal because the drummer didn't have the right name and because the drum beats were a little off or not sophisticated enough for like a real life professional drummer and like that's a criticism and yet all this is just hand waved away. Hey, sometimes like, you like what you, you like. I, I'm calling I, you out, man. I'm not saying this is a, I've said this the whole podcast. I'm not saying. You're saying this is better than Godfather. <laughs> I, I'm saying I liked we, it we better heard the than list. Godfather. We heard the list. We heard the list. <laughs> I'm saying I liked it better than Godfather. That's different than I'm saying it's better. So you're saying you have bad taste then. <laughs> sometimes. I think we all have bad taste sometimes. <laughs> it's part of being human. I feel like we have to at least touch on what the movie's trying to put forward as the, the great ethical dilemma. And yeah, I'm not saying I we need to have a full-fledged... <laughs> I'm fine not. I'm not interested in like the political aspect of it, but I do think how you... The emotions the movie maybe provokes in you is related to how you mm-hmm. feel in that scene. I think that's part of why I think I'm colder to this movie than uh, one best picture. You're not on an island, Ian. As far I know, as me and like hey, the movie. me and Roger are, uh, yeah. in the same boat on and this the one. Academy. So you guys can yeah. you guys can talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess not because yeah. he's also <laughs> dead. <laughs> I mean, I'm not in the academy. Yeah. So. <laughs> that's right. You're right. <laughs> so tell me, Ian. Since you're the one that felt things, yeah, yeah. What was it like? Was it just the quality of their relationship, or like, was it his decision to kind of follow through on her wishes, or like, you know? Yeah, I don't, I, I don't really know, honestly. I was, I was trying to think about this a little bit, but I never really got there. I think just, I think it is just their relationship. I think that was what really gets to me is like having something where I, cause I do feel like he has like walled himself off and then he kind of like with her for whatever reason, like, I, I don't know. And I, I kind of like the thing of like, you know, maybe she's like the same age as his daughter or whatever, you know, just all that stuff. Like you can kind of, and you kind of have to assume certain things, <laughs> but whatever I can, I'm, I'm there. I'll do it. I'll write, I'll write that last 10% for maybe him. Maggie was his daughter. Yeah. Oh, maybe, wow. Yeah. They just didn't know it. That Cheryl, like, that's yeah. a, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's an ambiguous name. Yeah. Is that Cheryl? 
His name is Sharrell. That's, yeah. like, that's Mackie, Anthony Mackie. Yeah. Anyway. Box. Well, yeah, wait, but what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to riff and it's not going to work. That's get it. Just continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all right. Um, and your Everyone takes really, their losses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Aaron had the hey, car analogy. Yeah. All right, he hit high highs. Yeah, it's okay. Everybody yeah. can lose one. Yeah, everyone. Everyone, everyone loses. can lose you know, one. I'm, I'm danger right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's just that he's he's willing to open up, and then this happens, and I think it makes it worse that it's random because it's just like. Why is I, that? I agree that it makes it worse. It makes no, but it, it just it because that's kind of the way that life works. Like we know a lot of people where it's like bad things happen to them, and you can't really point to why, right? And it's just like, and that that makes it worse. Where it's like, why does this have to happen? Like just whenever they had this relationship, like things were going well. She was getting out. Like we haven't talked a lot about her, and it's. I do agree. Like I think it's a little too on the nose, but I think the setup that they do up until you see her family, like you were saying is good like it you get the idea of her just like she's trying to get out of who she is and she has some idea of how to do that but not really and so the fact that he helps her and like kind of provides a bridge for that with the resources that he has i think that's there's just, and just like how pure she is about boxing yeah, like she's not bitter no she's not, like you wouldn't ex- like I remember that's the first time I saw that like her family surprised me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I knew that she came from like not the best mm-hmm. background, but then to see like, she's a hopeful person. She's a positive person. And to, to come from like that family, I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. And I, like, I know people like that who are kind of like self-made and had to leave their families like in the middle of high school just because they were bad situations, but then kind of like, came out of that and flourished in ways that are kind of unconventional, Mm -hmm. but like they were just able to make it work because they had just, they had like this internal drive and like a good attitude and like people wanted to work with them and to be around them. And so I think just like you see all that coming together of him loving her and then, and being able to help her and then her like helping him like bring that stuff down and just like being able to come out of all those things. And then just to have this random, thing happen is just sad. Like it's cut. Yeah. I don't know. It just is sad. And I think that's what it gets to me. And uh, yeah, I just, I really like those types of relationships. They just feel, I think they're not, feels like they're not done a lot. And I don't know, maybe that's not true, but there are only a few that I feel like really get to me. And the ones that do are like some of my favorite stories. So, so I think that's more of what it is. So bring that through to like, you clearly, and all jokes aside, I'm not messing with you. Like you do. <laughs> feels you like a, a trap. You're, you're <laughs> the, the relationship, right? It, you, like you keep wrenching. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> and so you, you can't understand the relationship without like the relationship ended in a very particular way. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and there's, the movie very, it is funny how your, your memory plays because I obviously knew what the ending was, but in my memory, it was like she was paralyzed and then pretty quickly he pulls the plug. Mm. And like watching it again, like last night, it, like the, the movie actually does slow down a lot there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really, like the last third of the yeah, movie. Yeah, and you really feel yeah, like quarter. it's not a quick decision. Mm-hmm. You know? It's not, mm-hmm. oh, I woke, she wakes up. Oh, I'm paralyzed. Oh, no longer a will to live, can't box anymore. So pull the plug. Like 
They mm-hmm. show, I mean, it's probably close to where, yeah, I'm sure if I. Yeah, and she gets her leg amputated. Right, she gets her leg amputated, she bites her tongue. Like, yeah. like, you know, it's, he's just like, no. <clears throat> and she more and more wants it. He's like, no, mm-hmm. no, no. She keeps doing more and more drastic right. stuff. Yeah. yeah. And he finally mm. relents. And I do, you can't kind of look at their relationship without, I mean, that, the, the, the way it ended in his honoring of her wishes against his own kind of judgment. And then they ratchet up the stakes because his sort of nominal Catholicism tells him right. he's essentially going to be banished to hell forever for taking an innocent life. Yeah. And he's he's not in uh, poking the priest mode of this is all nonsense. Like you can tell he mm-hmm. feels like that's real. That mm-hmm. part of him, God's yep. judgment is real and that he is going to bear the eternal consequences. And so... Yeah, I, you know, I'm trying to do it justice, right? Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. No, no, no mocking. Like, I actually appreciate it. Like, they're setting up stakes. It's probably the, you know, a part of it that I can vibe with. So, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I oh. think I had kind of remembered it. I, I guess I didn't remember that part as well either. I think maybe just because not a lot happens in that time, even though it it is kind of long, it's easy to kind of collapse it, but it does go on for a while. And I was kind of, I was even thinking like, how do they do that? Cause like, how, how could you get to the point where he kills her or like, you know, assisted suicide, whatever, and you, you know, as the viewer, you're kind of like, yeah, that, you know, it's at least like somewhat believable. You don't just see him as this horrible guy. And I, and they do that with like the time, the amount of time that passes. And they do that with like the, just the amount of hard things that she's going through and like having to get her leg amputated and you, you like see the bed sores and mm-hmm. just all this stuff. And, and then like her, like her, whenever she bites her tongue and you see like, there's like blood coming out of her mouth and like, and just how badly she wants that and like, isn't going to, is essentially just going to make that happen however she can. The way she's <clears throat> staring at Frankie, I think when they're, they're like kind of, yeah, it, that's pretty intense. It's, that, that is a very evocative scene. Yeah. yeah. It's very, it's, it's brutal. It's a callback to, I think, think it's Morgan Freeman narrating, but he's talking, you know, this boxing as a metaphor of whatever, but how like trainers encounter boxers and they have to strip them all the way down Mm, to like the bear and they build them back up, but that there's, you have to like strip down all these habits and unlearn Mm -hmm. before you can learn. But that like boxers are are, like hardwired to like resist and push back and that you have to like painstakingly strip all that away. But that the best ones still retain like a certain defiance that they won't listen to you about certain things. And that if you ever successfully 100%, you lose the boxer. They can't be, you have to have that that inner, inner, inner bit of like, I don't care who you are. I don't care how much I trust you. I care. Like I'm doing this my way. And I think that's a callback to to that Mm -hmm. line of dialogue of like, you know, she's there and and that, that determination. And I think the implication is as the grizzled old boxing and the one who stripped her down and built her back up and knows her psychology and knows that she still retained, you know, the part that, that is still coming back when he's insulting her and this, you know, the whole sketched out version of her grit. I think it's meant to say like, like she is not, she will chew off her tongue, yeah. you know, and like there is no mm. reasoning with her. Like it's just that, that, that inner part of her that it can't be reached by anybody the yeah. way that all great fighters have. 
which I think is an interesting, you know, I've been but back in all these other ham handed neon sign things. I actually thought that one yeah. was well a done. good example, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and I do, I think that that makes it, I mean, there's a reason why my wife's class assigned it in like an ethics class. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, like, like, what what is was he wrong? And again, I'm not so much interested in like a <laughs> policy thing, but like no, but your, like is this a trap? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just, just feel like it. <laughs> no, but but like I, I think how you interpret that yeah. is a big part of how you understand the movie. And so I'm not looking for policy positions yeah. or like, but like just you know like as you're watching it, are you like if you're in Frankie's position, do you do it knowing all these external factors, right? Like, do you do it or don't you? Or would you say to Frankie, do it? If you're the priest in that situation, like, what do you say? Or like, however you want to set it up. Like, I think, uh, like, the one thing that makes the most sense to me, or maybe just is the maybe the most informative, is that while I was watching it, I felt like he was doing something loving by mm-hmm. like fulfilling her wishes, basically. And I, I mean. That that's just like evocatively. That's what I was feeling. Wow, because mm-hmm. I got the feeling that she was just going like she felt tortured being there, and mm-hmm. she believed that so much that she was just continue. She was going to continue to do whatever she could, and basically, she was going to end her life, but she was going to have to go through a lot more suffering. And so that's that was my take on it. Yeah, I agree. I- uh, when Maggie tells the story of her dad taking the dog off to the woods, she says like he came back singing. Yeah. And I think there is this like, you know, it's like having to, having to put your pet down. Like that's, that's a sad thing. That's a tough thing. But in that story, you get the sense that like the dad came, came back singing. Like he came back at least happy that he did the best thing mm-hmm. for the pet, you know, for, for something that he loved and cared for. And I think in the same way, it's trying to show that about Frankie and Maggie that he, obviously he loves her, he cares about her. Um, but he, I, I agree. I think he, he he's loving her the best that he can in that moment, respecting her wishes and seeing like, I, I do, I like that boxing thing you brought up, Tim, where it is, it's like that last little bit of, that makes a great fighter. In a way, it's like he he's respecting her and who she is and, mm. Um, and her desires and he's he he is like loving her I think the best he can in that moment so and I think like whether that's right or wrong is not really supposed to be the point at all of the movie I don't think it's trying to I mean and he's said that like that's not really the point at all but I think like just within the theme of the movie of like just things happen and you react to them in the best that you can but I do think he's genuinely trying to do the best thing by her Mm-hmm. by doing that which is sad it's a mm-hmm. it's that's sad whenever that's you know at least that's what he feels like is the best thing that he can do and he definitely doesn't want to do that like he's he's driven to that by her choices like by that small part of her that like can be beaten down and that he knows is like he he knows he's not going to be able to change that part of her because of how much time that he's spent with her and how much you know just the the grit and the the amount of fights that he's seen her go through, like he knows that that's not something that he's going to be able to change. It, it's kind of like giving Maggie like her final victory, mm-hmm. like instead of being resigned to a thing that's out of her control, and she she's like she's steadily losing control, like like literally over her own body, and you know 
she's losing legs or biting off her tongue. Like, um, there is like less and less of her. Um, but it's like her mind still works and it, it is, it's kind of like her final victory, her, her final time to like get her way in in her wish and what she desires is she's, yeah, kind of losing less and less control over her life. And he, he kind of like gifts that to her. Um, yeah, which I think you can argue against definitely, but I think yeah. that's the way that he sees it. Right. And so that, you know, you, you don't always judge things by intentions, but yeah. at least like from his character's standpoint, I think that's right. the, like the right way to see it. If that's mm-hmm. how I read it at least. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think that's. A, Are you crying, Tim? Definitely <laughs> not. <laughs> no, I, I I appreciate listening to you guys because I think that's where I feel out of step with the movie, <clears throat> and I think what you describe is probably like just like undeniably right as far as like crawling into Frankie's head, crawling into Maggie's head, and like what the movie's mm-hmm. showing and depicting, and I think it's uh you know, like a lot of the emotional weight of the film is, you know, this final decision and then, you know, the whole thing. But like my, like not liking it, I think is very tied to, I I don't feel the same like moral quandary. It's just very, I'm not as sympathetic, I guess. Uh, So I simultaneously would agree with what you guys are saying. I know you're not adopting Frankie's decision. Right, right. I'm not trying to get drawn into that, <laughs> yeah. but it's like, just as a viewer watching yeah. it, I think it's meant to be, they take great pains to make it. I do. They're not right. trying to make a euthanasia statement yeah, yeah. as a policy position to whip up mm-hmm. American sentiment so we can pass whatever that's, it's not a sloganeering movie yeah. as an advertisement for that. And so I think, the way we know that is because they make it as morally complicated as they can mm-hmm. in all these different facets, mm-hmm. you know, the chewing off the tongue that you just, they try to really complicate it as much as possible. Mm-hmm. So you, as a viewer, you feel the emotional weight of it. And then you feel almost this paralysis yeah. of like, what, I don't a, know. what an yeah. impossible yeah. decision, right. mm-hmm. you know, who would want to be, it's almost like right. it sucks. No matter what decision he makes, yeah. it sucks. Yeah. There's no win. Yeah. And that's how they build it up. Mm-hmm. And so I appreciate that, but it's like, just as I'm watching it, I don't feel the same. It, it doesn't feel as complicated because it's just, it's not, it doesn't land that way for me. And so I wonder if like not having that, that feeling of emotional tension and then the outcome and mm-hmm. then like the effect it has on the, the viewer, like being robbed of that experience also drains some of my appreciation for the movie. It, it's just, mm. yeah. uh, that makes sense. I think, and I agree. I think there are ways, I don't know why exactly, but I, I think there are ways that I could have watched it where I'm like, this is stupid. Like why this isn't a choice, you know, but it's like, I, I don't know for whatever reason I'm okay with just entering into their world and like just going with what the movie has. And then, and then you kind of play by its rules and some movies I'm not fine doing that. And some movies I am, <laughs> I'm an Can't enigma. What can I say? <laughs> yeah. I like it. Yeah. yeah. It's a wild card. Yeah. Wild card. I think, I think they would have been served well. It's like, just pick one, either pick the, uh, the scrap thread and kind of Frankie's wounds and his history through yeah. that and trace that down through the story of Maggie or his daughter. Yeah. And I think they, they try and like trail them both down and they just don't like, they don't really tie up either one. And that's, 
Yeah, I'm wondering if he was just trying to make it like, oh, uh, I don't know. It doesn't come off as like ultra realistic. I mean, it, it, it's a boxing movie and it is pretty campy, but I'm wondering what the character is, if he was just trying to make it like maybe a little bit slice of life. I mean, it definitely has a big plot to it, but I don't know. I wonder if that's like his thought process was like, well, things don't always get tied up in life, so you know, I'm just going to leave it. Like, here are some characters. This is what they do. You know, you, you can just, you just kind of take that. And I think well, that there are better ways of doing that because at the end of the day, filmmaking is an art form and there are ways of doing that. And then there are ways of having a tight plot and you have to pick which one you want to do and you have to stick with it and you have to like see it through. Yeah. And I feel like it got, mushed between that of whether it's a plot movie or a character movie. And I think that he maybe just wanted it to be a little bit of both and couldn't really pull it off. Yeah. Like if it was Florida project, it's just like, Hey, sure. go nuts. Right. right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But right. like the parts of this movie that are smacking you over the head with yeah. a blinking sign yeah, yeah, are yeah. numerous and plenty. Yeah. And then, so it's just hard to toggle from that to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think he, I think he couldn't really pick one. Yeah, you know, and you know, I, I think Aaron is very insightful, and I think we can advertise script doctoring uh, services <laughs> for Oscar-winning movies I've that never, can be improved. I've on. never finished my own script, yeah. <laughs> but I can finish That's yours. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I'm saving it all up. Well, yeah. <laughs> So, so what are what are some gospel implications from this mm. muddled narrative mess of a film for Aaron and I, <laughs> and what Ian sees with absolute clarity? Yeah, I think. Well, I mean, I kind of went through like the. I kind of went through my C.S. Lewis part that I read before. Um, so I think that that's kind of in there, just like you do have to just open yourself like, yeah, life's going to hurt and things are going to, bad things are going to happen and they're not even going to be your fault. Like maybe you even did the right stuff, but you know, you're not going to be able to protect the people that you love, but that's not a reason to stop loving people. And like, you know, the ultimate thing of that is Jesus coming down and like getting hurt and him taking all that. And it's like, he didn't deserve that. And like, he could have worked his way out of that. And, and I mean, obviously that was very intentional, but I think just kind of like being in places where you're going to get hurt and still loving, I think is one. And I think too, just maybe the movie's not even saying this. I, I think it's not really, but I do think there's something in it uh, or maybe that you can just kind of learn from watching these characters of like with the gospel, there is always hope. And I, even though it's not depicted in a very dark way, I think a lot of this movie feels very hopeless. Like it just kind of feels like they're just doing the same thing. And like, even at the end, it's like, he goes and like eats some pie. Like, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Like, I just don't know. Cause it yeah. doesn't really mean anything. But I think with the gospel, like even if you're in a situation like that, there's always hope. And, and I think like the priest is just kind of, he's doing something else in the movie. <laughs> like he's not really there and you know, hopefully that's not what a real priest would say. Um, but yeah, I, th I think like one gospel takeaway from this, just from watching these characters live their lives and interact with each other is that like with the gospel, you don't ever have to be in a place 
where there is no hope you, you can be in a place where you don't know at all what the right decision is. And you can like wrestle with that. Um, but at the end of the day, you always have hope for yourself and for other people. And I think if Frankie had that, then, you know, he would, he would be a different person. If you were going to preach Psalm 129 again, would you do an extended million dollar baby <laughs> metaphor? Uh, probably not because <laughs> I had seen the movie before I watched. Can we do, instead of pain sponge, can we do yeah, like, can I cut man? Yeah. Yeah. people's cut man Sometimes you just got to be like old Clint Eastwood. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Aaron? Yeah, I think... Through the course of this podcast, having this conversation, um, you love the movie now. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But I have realized I actually really do appreciate the relationships and the way that they're, the friendships, the way they're portrayed. And I think like, I, like gospel implication, like Frankie's, Frankie's ability, um, I think to ultimately see Maggie as a, just a person worth like loving and care. And like you point out like the platonic, like liking platonic uh, relationships, friendships and in, in movies. Like I do appreciate that. Like he never, like Frankie never like kind of sexualizes Maggie or like objectifies mm -hmm. her mm -hmm. yeah. in, in, in a, um, in a world of like sports athletics mm -hmm. where it is, it's very easy to categorize people by what their abilities, mm -hmm. what they can mm -hmm. do and to just treat them according to that. Um, he sees her as a person and, and a person worth like seeking the good of. And, and, I, and that's, that is the way that Christians should live their lives. Like, and it's the way um, I think God intends like men and women to even interact, like for, for men to see women as like a person that he made a, a, a creature that belongs to him ultimately, who's not made for, for me and, and my purposes or my desires, but you know, to glorify God. And, um, yeah, a Christian, like I, I should see everyone that way as someone having inherent value and worth and being worth protecting and caring for. And mm -hmm. th that should be my orientation towards people. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I appreciate kind of Frankie um, presenting that like in the movie. Yeah, I so very appreciate you sketching all that out because it's exactly why... I found the ending so unsatisfying because mm. uh, I agree word for word exactly with what you say. And I think, and, and I'm stepping out of movie criticism for a moment because um, I actually think the ending of this does what it's designing to do in the, the mm -hmm. all the ambiguity and stuff we were just talking about. But like, I think it's a great mirror for the difference between like a man oriented or a culturally defined or influenced version of what it is to love somebody and like mm. seeing them as God does. Mm -hmm. And so when you see Maggie broken and, and paralyzed and her identity is in being a boxer, she's yeah. very upfront with that. She came from nothing. She is nothing. She has a very low opinion of herself and she's just whacking at that box, you know, for months, yeah. you know, and honestly, if she hadn't prepaid six months that <laughs> rushed her out, right. You kicked her out. Yeah. Um, so her self definition is there and, and you know, whatever, crusty Frankie, all the stuff, but like <laughs> he does see her that way. He mm. does, you know, as their relationship develops. And so when she's broken, it's the reality is, like her identity isn't in her fight. Like, like her worth is a human. That, yeah. in, 
what is almost, uh, and, and I want to say frustrating is again, I'm not criticizing the movie, but like you see Frankie trying to get her into community college courses. He's mm-hmm. talking about the kind of straw. I'm going to get you a wheelchair and you can blow yeah. into the straw. Mm-hmm. We're going to get you. And she's not responding, mm-hmm. which is, I get it. Right. Yeah. It, it's not that I think that that's untrue to her character, but I think it's an, ex- like she's defining what she wants her existence to be in mm-hmm. from a, cultural meant like I think mm-hmm. to the extent that you feel tension in that scene it's because you are at least sympathetic to this like cultural idea that we're self-defining creatures and mm-hmm. that if we can't do what we're created to do right. you can't see my air quotes as I'm doing that <laughs> I'm, I'm doing this he's, he's yeah, totally I'm, I'm air quoting uh you know but like this thing of like I'm created to run I'm created to fight yeah. I'm made to do that yeah and all of those things are not quite true yeah right? Right. and God can gift us and, and we can take great delight in those things and their gifts yep. and they're good, but they're not meant to be who we are. Mm-hmm. And I think where, where it clouds that in very relatable ways, like, like the human side of me aches. Like I, I can, it's not that I can't identify with the feeling I can, yeah, but I just very quickly retreat from it. Not because I don't like icky feelings, but because I just remind myself like, what, what I would say from a gospel perspective, and, and I'm not trying to, you know, tiss tiss to the Frankie here, but like loving her is helping to get her eyes off of what she's yeah. lost and helping her to remind and see what she has. Because mm-hmm. her value to God hasn't changed by the fact that her, her limbs don't work anymore. And right. it's like, I get it. It sucks. Like, you can empathize. It's <laughs> yeah, not this like, yeah, a- get over <laughs> it. Like I, I mean it in yeah. a very, Suck it I up. understand how hard yeah. and how difficult yeah. and, and what it's a not journey like I didn't that, get the job I really wanted. But it's exactly right. But it's exactly <laughs> because of how arduous that journey is yeah. that it's like a lot of people have been like suicidal and then have had their attempts thwarted and mm-hmm. then come along down the line and then end up having, sure. you know, turn it around. Mm-hmm. Like, like there's tons of those stories out yeah. there. And just cause she's, you know, have a light potato leg or like is very difficult physical circumstances. Doesn't make her immune from like, I believe she's genuine. She's gnawing her tongue off. That's a pretty drastic step, but there's almost like no, like Frankie's dealing with the guilt aspect of it yeah. and he doesn't want to, he, you know, the moral implications of it, but the movie doesn't show any, like he, he doesn't see like a third way. Mm-hmm. There's the suicide way. There's the doing nothing way, but he never contemplates a, well, let me try really pushing on this education thing. Maybe let <laughs> me, you know, or, or maybe let me talk to her. And it's a limitation. I don't, that's why I don't think it's a criticism. No, yeah. Movie, Cause it's not him. It is. Yeah. yeah. It's just not him. Right. It's yeah. like asking someone, it, mm-hmm. it just, he's not that open. He's not the, he's even when he's in there, he's reading a book. He, he doesn't communicate that much. Yeah. He shows he cares with his actions and doesn't yep. speak a whole mm-hmm. lot. And that's the best he can. Right. Yeah. It's, it's true to the character and those people exist. Yeah. So it's not a criticism of the movie, but from like a gospel application mm-hmm. way, like I, I would love it. Or like what, what I would want, like a priest or what I want a Christian in that or what the gospel has available for Maggie, if, if she could see it, is that she's more than her ability to move. She's more than her ability to fight. And she might have believed this lie that she mm-hmm. came from nothing and is ultimately nothing without fighting, that that's still a lie and it's driving her to destruction. But that there is a piece of that, that, that piece of her that's the fighter that's going to keep going. Like, like there's a way that that can be transformed yeah. and, mm-hmm. and that same doggedness. Right. Like Stephen Hawking did amazing things. Yeah. You know, there's people with ALS and people mm-hmm. with, with similar injuries who, who can do, and I get it. She doesn't come from, she's probably not into education or, or like it's not her background right. anyway. 
but that's still not, there's still a, a purpose and a reason. And um, I just, I think that, that groundedness or that ability of like, there is a third way. It's, it's not a binary yeah. way of approaching it. There's suffering. Mm. There's, there's sort of drudgery and suffering by staying alive almost pointlessly because she can't do anything she wants to do. And then there's this merciful exit for the pain. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, but I think that makes that, it makes the movie sadder because he's doing the best that he can, but he's missing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I agree. I, yeah. It does. It's not a criticism yeah. of the movie, but it's yeah. almost it's a, a criticism like, of so I'm his character. To, yeah. yeah. No, I, I'm yeah. totally with you. Yeah. And I think, I mean, in a way that like adds to the movie a little bit for me because it just, you see that stuff like that happen all the time. I mean, yeah. even within the church where it's like, we get so sucked up into what we're doing that, right we ignore that there is like a real beautiful life to be lived out there. And it's like, even just appreciating all the small things, you know, that we get to experience every day, but we're so caught up in like, Oh, but I don't have this one thing. And obviously it is a very, very big thing for her. Not, yeah. Yeah. I mean, not putting that down obviously, but like, yeah. And it's just sad because it's like, he felt like he, he, he grew so much. I, I think he grew, whatever. <laughs> if you say so. He grew so much. <laughs> and then he's willing to like let her go. And I think that's kind of part of the growth. But like, so he feels like he's doing the right thing. But then he's actually, I think in the end, he's actually like hurting her and himself by doing that. Mm-hmm. But he thinks he's doing the right thing. And that's, I mean, that's heartbreaking. Like that ended with those sorts of stakes too. Mm-hmm. I mean, but it's, that part of the movie is believable. I think, I think they do that well. And so I don't know that it just makes it that much worse. I think a better ending would have been him in jail. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I know that's a funny thing, but like to kind of, see through the like it's almost like the the it's part of the the sacrifice like Mm. he turns himself in i mean realistically you don't get to walk in and just murder a (laughs) right paraplegic in cold blood and walk out and have the like in real life he gets you right. know whether there's a you know whatever I, I'm, maybe he's just yeah. waiting for the cops at the but i actually place. think that would have been an interesting ending. yeah it would have been like a, been a full like commitment. an atonement kind of yeah, thing like he has to pay for it yeah it's not that i'm bearing this like guilt but yeah. i'm actually paying a cost of it's gonna really cost me but yeah, yeah. but like this. if this yeah. is what you want then yeah. i'll do yeah. it for you yeah yeah there's a lot of things could that you been. could do. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Aaron and I have a list of like 15 so, things. There's a lot of like things Really small done. things yeah. that would have made this yeah. like way better. I think like there's been way, and I guess we can go into the rating if we yeah, want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's been way worse movies I've seen. Oh, like, definitely. Absolutely. Like this is not the worst movie I've ever seen, but I think that's what bothers me about it. It's just like, it's so close and it, it, it none of it feels like that complicated. Right. Or that, like, it's just like, why didn't you do it? Like, yeah. I think that's Just what think about it a little. Yeah, that's yeah. what frustrates me about this movie. And I get that. I'm like that with a lot of stuff. Yeah, but like some when it things, comes to killing some. <laughs> Some like, things. What can I say? My criticism goes out the window and I just want more. <laughs> That's bold of you to say. Uh, the FBI it. is listening. <laughs> that is not why I like this movie. <laughs> this is making me nervous about my friendship yeah. with Ian. Like, oh don't get sick of yeah. him. <laughs> Was that a cough? No. Yeah. Uh, you're looking a little tired, Aaron. <laughs> Man, this is how I always look, Ian. Don't, don't worry about me. Are you pretty Perfect. sick? Perfect <laughs> health. How are those kidneys doing? <laughs> <laughs> I am in perfect health. 
<laughs> won't, won't be needing to end my life anytime soon. <laughs> I can oh. tell you that much. You never know. We'll <laughs> you never we'll know. <laughs> Sometimes stuff like That's that thought, sneaks you know? up on That's you. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it just happens. She was like, I just wanted to see if you would do it. Like, like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like whoa, 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 wait. Yeah. She's like blinking twice. Like, yeah. <laughs> SOS. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. So what, what are we rating on? I was thinking we could raid on uh, sideways stools. <laughs> wow. <laughs> He's just going right yeah. for that. That's, right, that's waving the stools? red. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, let's I'm trying to think how I want to rate this. Just say five and get it over yeah. with. <laughs> Six. <Yeah>. Wow. <laughs> no. Uh... Man, I don't know. I've been rating generously lately. <laughs> don't go soft now, Ian. Yeah, I'm going to give it a four just because I like it. Not on its technical merit, but it does, you know, it has some stuff, but. Can we go and rank movies five through 10 on your 2021 <laughs> list and how they're less than four? <laughs> yeah, we don't need to get into the, you Godfather, know, three comparison. Like, <laughs> all my ratings are special. They're all special ratings. That's they all like, exist in a world of their own. Do they have little Gaelic nicknames that you just <laughs> yeah, bestow uh-huh. upon them? Mo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it Mo Kashu? Mo Kashu. <laughs> Mo Can Kiz- I just get that last Kizlek. one off my chest? How plausible is it that, that she gets this nickname that catapults her to the implication is the most famous female right. fighter, right? To the point where she can go to the champ and say 50 50 right. split. Right. And never know what it means the entire time she's fighting. No, no drunk Irish guy translates it. No fan tells her, no anyone. (laughs) And then he's like, I'll tell you if you win. That's the thing. I'll tell you if you win. And she's like, tell me. He's like, you didn't win. (laughs) While she's paralyzed, getting me mad all over again. She won that fight. Yeah. And then at the very end, it's like, like yeah. could she really go that long? Like, did they really have to keep that moment dry for this like contrived thing at yeah. the end? Like, okay, that's I just needed that one. Yeah, on my chest. No, that's mean, another one. I get it. I, I get it. Yeah, that's, 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 yeah. I forgot I'll, the thing. Oh wow, that's why it bothered me because it's not just <laughs> yeah, academic. Okay, right. that she yeah, didn't win yeah, the fight because yeah. he says that. Yeah, held, yeah. He okay, that. I forgot yeah. about that part. Yeah, yeah. she won the fight. Give it to her. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. He, he should have, he should have admit that. Yeah. Is it a three nine now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Sideways stools. Sideways um, stools. I was just checking. I think we record this in a room with stools. So <laughs> <laughs> even more nervous around yeah. Ian. Why are they protect all? Yourself all yeah. <laughs> Aaron's, Aaron's protect yourself at all times. Aaron's protect yourself at all times. Aaron's backing out of you the room. nothing to worry about. <laughs> That's the trick. The <laughs> stool's already down. If you're backing out while you're oh looking gosh. at me, you're going to trip on the stools. Oh, man. I like this movie even less now. Yeah. I don't like what, what Ian's becoming. <laughs> um, wow. This is, this is dark Ian. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, this, I'm trying to remember what my lowest ranking is. I like it. This is good. And I, I can't remember what it is, but I, like I said a minute ago, like I don't hate this movie and it's absolutely not the worst movie I've ever seen, but I think it just frustrates me because what it could be, it could be really good. Yeah. I, it could definitely be a lot better. I and, agree. um, 
it just doesn't land. And that, I don't know why. I, this is probably the most annoyed I've been at a movie that we've done on the <laughs> no, podcast. Wow. Uh, I'll give it a two. two. Two sideways stools. Wow. Two sideways stools. I'm reveling in the hate. I feel so <laughs> validated right now because I have been writing Ian about this for months. Yeah. And I can know, Very I could tell true. Aaron was judging me. I could tell Aaron wasn't joining in on the revelry. And now I feel validated because Aaron, I know in your heart of hearts, you now, he like retroactively co-signs all the abuse <laughs> I have been heaping on you. Now, I still think the abuse is ill-founded because I don't think we disagree that much. All I'm saying is I like the movie. It's That's not all it that. Is. It's the ranking yeah, relative yeah. to the other movies. That <laughs> has always like been. Movie, That's I don't fine. mind you liking yeah, the movie. Yeah, I like, this. I like the movie too, just yeah. fine. It's ranking it over Godfather and Pig and Marowitz and then all these like genuinely like you gave you wanted to give Marowitz a five a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I know. It's a better movie. <laughs> I it's a, it is a better movie. <laughs> But that you have a different experience with different kinds of movies. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. That's, that's, but that's, you can't make fun of that. It's just way more fun <laughs> to just gosh. keep banging on that. It's just, you know, it's all for my entertainment. Yeah. Okay. I, here's my logic. I think on the merits, I would give it a two and a half. Morgan Freeman as a narrator is worth a full point. Yeah. Wow. I ended at I mean, a three and a half. He, he is wow, that, that like, is way I, closer than I, I want. Thought. I just I could listen to more Morgan Freeman narrate yeah. the phone book and it's like that's a four. <laughs> you're starting a at a four. four right now, depending on what letters of the alphabet you're getting in. Adams, it's just yeah. Adrian. Is <laughs> there just something about his voice? Yeah. Especially when he's like like it reminded me so much of Red from Shawshank. Yeah. That kind of mm. just wise salt of the earth kind of seen some hard times and mm -hmm. has some hard-earned wisdom very matter of fact looks hard truths in the eye just yeah. straight shooter but and creepy will but yeah will hide in the shadows and just watch you <laughs> my favorite random scene in the entire movie is when he's like sitting on the desk and Clint Eastwood comes in and oh, talking yeah. about the socks. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's like, these are my sleeping socks. Yeah. Well, they yeah. got holes in them. My feet like to breathe at night. Well, what about your daytime? They got too many holes in them. <laughs> yeah. That entire yeah. thing, I'm just like, if the movie had more of that, like, whatever, we're not going to go down those roads. But Morgan Freeman, all the way to a three and a half. Yeah, I, I respect it. I'll never deny the, uh, the Morgan Freeman bump yeah, that the movie can get. He's amazing. The bump. All right. Well, I think we all agree. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. What's your recommendation? Oh yeah, I forgot about that part. Um, so I had, I have up the movie. Interesting. You, okay. guys, you guys seen that movie? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You realize he doesn't euthanize his wife. Right? <laughs> Wait, you didn't kill the wife. <laughs> I got to rethink the recommendation. She was in the hospital and then she wasn't there anymore. Yeah. Clearly. You can't say he didn't <laughs> euthanize her. Yeah. Yeah. How do you know he didn't? <laughs> That's wow. Dark Ian, man. I, I was not prepared. Maybe I this say. is the real Ian. Uh, yeah. We just sometimes see light Ian. <laughs> I'll leave that up to you guys to figure out. Uh, no, I just liked it as like the old kind of, because my interpretation of the movie was Clint Eastwood kind of coming out of his shell and learning to love again. And so does the old guy from up, but I don't remember his name, but <laughs> <laughs> does he have Ed Asner? He can just call him by his real name. Okay. Yeah. Like the old guy from <laughs> up. 
And I have one other bonus recommendation. Uh, It's not a movie, but one of my, (laughs) it's not a movie, (laughs) but for the like daughter father relationship, but not actually a daughter father, there's this game called the last of us. Which is this, it's like, it's a beautifully done game. What kind of game? It's a game, video game. No, no, no. It's a video game. Okay. Video game. It's like a pretty like high level, like triple A level video game. It came out probably like 10 years ago or so triple now. Triple A level? It yeah. just is I like. Know. I was just going to let him roll yeah. with that. I don't know. Just like almost the majors. It but. has, no, it has, it's like top of the line, like has really good graphics, had a lot of people working on it for a long time, okay. but it, it, they develop, it's like a zombie uh, story. So it's like him and this girl, like traveling through zombie post-apocalyptic America, but it's, I mean, it's a long game, you know, so it's like 20, 30 hours or whatever. And they develop this, like very slowly you develop the relationship between them. And it's just like, it's one of my favorite stories. I love Hmm. it. It's, it's Frankie really good. does remind me of a zombie sometimes. Yeah, he does. Depending on how the lighting is. I was going to say, they're, he's looking rough the in voices. Movie, yeah. yeah, I liked their, I like their voices, like the very gravelly. He's, he's like, downright like skeletal. Yeah, like he guys. is. No, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. And then he realized this movie's in 2004. I know, <laughs> that's only, what I was like, what the heck? He's that only is, about yeah. 20 years older than that. <laughs> yeah, like that's, that is crazy. That legit distracted yeah, me during a good I chunk was, of the movie. Yeah, yeah, I, I was thinking yeah. that too, yeah. Anyways, those are my recommendations. Get a bonus. <laughs> um, I went with The Rider, a, a movie Tim showed me. I think it it does mm. what this movie wants to do, and it, it does it really well. So That's watch a that. Solid recommendation. I do. Yeah, I like that movie about misplaced identity, mm-hmm. paralysis. Yeah, I love it. Um, I kind of gave mine away earlier, but I went to Goodwill Hunting. I also think yeah. it's what a better executed vision of what this is around. Ian seems to think that Frankie grew and healed and <laughs> changed, but I think Will Hunting actually does the things that Ian thinks Frankie did in this movie. <laughs> um, and but yeah, it's similar themes of, of just loss and trauma and, and mm-hmm. learning how to trust again and, and experience life again. And basically, Ian C.S. Lewis quote, yeah, but actually <laughs> grounded and. <laughs> actually demonstrated through and demonstrated and with like an actual real ending um and no murder of uh innocence and uh yeah did you think robin williams killed his wife in that one too i mean it never says he doesn't (laughs) she did fart in bed i mean that's a punishable offense all right well this was everything i wanted to be in more i was not expecting Aaron to team up with me, so I yeah, yeah I wasn't really was either. Honestly, we, we had some bizarre <laughs> really, versions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, had dark really Ian, we had angry Aaron. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is yeah. Tim was like the moderate. I yeah, was the moderate. Was true, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I gave it a three and a half. Which yeah, I, know. I was surprised by that. Thinking, I will yeah. say I was very surprised yeah. by that. Yeah, this was we just kind of switched roles. Wild all cards. Yeah. This. Yeah. Wild, Wild cards, cards everywhere. Yeah. Well, stay tuned next week when we. Uh, I guess we'll see if the wild card thing keeps going, but we're going to be exploring Texas. See you then. Great. (laughs) You're flipping through the channels late at night. Looking for a movie. Yeah, you're doing it right. Called up Tim. I called up Ian. I wanted to know which movie are we seeing? Cause some make you laugh and some make you cry. I want to know, are your thoughts like mine? Or, uh, 
Love of the frame.